Jonathan Jiang. My everyday life is doing satellite observations of、uh, the aerosols and clouds from space to use that data. We study climate change and also in the how the impact、uh, of climate change、uh, to the environment,、uh, you know, to the surface and so on. This is a continuing episode of a series where we discuss a paper. About avoiding the Great Filter, a projected timeline for human expansion off-world. A paper authored by Jonathan H. Jiang, Philip E. Rosen, and Kirsten A. Fay. Now let me introduce the special guests. Hi, I'm William Rowden. During the workday, I coach and consult to enterprise transformation leaders. But on the weekends, I think about questions like, "How likely is human existence to continue, and how can we improve our chances?" Hello, my name is Len Greski. By day, I help large companies improve their effectiveness in their product development, and my interest in in this topic is. Around you know seeing the potential of humans and what people can accomplish when when they work at it. Why is having a projected time frame for humanity expansion valuable? Thus, we are gave some guidelines, okay, to give some hope in the future,、uh, because people always talk about, hey, we want to、uh, to move to Mars, to move to the Earth, some guidelines. To see when that is going to happen. Now, I remember my grandfather tell me a story. It's very interesting. When my grandfather is a kid, about 1910 or 1920s, my my grandfather is a kid. Okay, he lives near a train station. Okay, his home. Okay, so so he was fascinated. You know, my grandfather's father said, "Hey, hey, kid, if you took these trains, you can travel any place." In the country, any cities in the country, in a day or two. When my father grown up, he realized. He told this to my father. Okay, my grandfather told my father in 1930s, late 1930s and early 1940s. My father was a kid. My grandfather said, "Hey, when you grown up, okay, there are going to be airport. Okay, if you go to the airport." You can travel to any cities around the world in one or two days. At that time, it's not happened, you know. And now it's now it's the reality. Okay. Now, if I want to tell my kid, I can say, "Hey, one day in the future, there are going to be、uh, maybe something called a rocket port." Okay. You take rocket, you can go any place in the solar systems. You know, in in one or two weeks, let's say, I don't know. Okay, maybe that's go, it's going to be happen. But if you look around, if NASA is prepare the Artemis program, which is so far successful, Chinese they want to go to Mars. Okay, Indian they want to go go to Mars. 
So in the next 50 years, maybe uh, something is going to happen. So if you look at the data, look at the te um, technology, when that will be ready, okay, so we can estimate. That is like uh, to give our kids, our students, some guidelines okay, to prepare their future careers. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. I see. I see. I was I was thinking you were going to go from a safety, a margin, lowering our risk as a species. That was where I... I, I... Well, uh, yes. Okay. So, yes. Another, yes, you're absolutely right. Okay. So, I actually have another group of students. They do the calculations about climate change. In climate change, there's a tipping point. Okay. I have a paper accepted last week. It's going to be published next week to argue when the tipping point will be reached. Okay, so, so far, based on the IPCC climate model projections, the 1.1 degrees warming compared to the pro-industrial age, okay, compared to the average temperature in 1950s, to say, okay. Now, experts believe 1.5 degrees global warming, maybe 2 degrees global warming is going to bring us some, some disasters, you know, the extreme weathers, you know, drought, you know, uh, it's going to happen. But I'm not saying this is, has been proved as a tipping point. A tipping point means when you reach that stage is uh, you cannot reverse it, okay? And the things it's going to be suddenly, is it, it's going to be changed fast. Okay, that's called tipping point, okay? Uh, you, you lose the balance. You lose the balance, okay? It's, it's like a downhill, okay? Over the cliff. Okay, that's the tipping point. Some people believe it's maybe 2.5 degrees, maybe 3 degrees Celsius. So I have a paper sent to my student. She estimated, based on the current data and current best model projections, one, it will reach 1.5 degrees, one, it will reach 2 degrees, 2.5 degrees, and 3 degrees, so to speak. So I can give you some of the results. By 2030s, most of the climate model will project it's going to reach 1.5 degrees. Okay, so far those models agree with the data, observed data. Okay, now in about 2060s, it's going to reach about two degrees, so to speak. About three degrees Celsius, almost certainly, you know, the most models, okay, project maybe by 2100. So. That, okay, go back to my paper you are talking about. If by that time, human is already live on the Mars, on some, some other planets, who, you know, gave some guarantees. Okay, even if the Earth reached the tipping point, it's not livable. There's some other place for us to live. Okay, so, so one is going, now, if that paper estimated, we are leaving the Earth, leaving to another planet, it's going to be uh, after we reach the tipping point. That is the bad news. Okay. So at the same time, you are going to reach one. We are going to face in the danger. Okay. One is technology will move faster for us, you know, to leave the Earth before that danger is being reached. Okay. So that's give people some at least some some discussions, some thought, you know, to prepare. Okay. You see, most politicians they don't have vision that long. They only taking care about, they only thought about next four years, maybe next eight years. If you 
if somebody is telling them, hey, in the next 50 years, in the next 100 years, something's going to happen, they say, ah, I'm not going to be interested. But uh, I always think our future is, is depends on our kids. Okay, when they grown up, okay, current student in the school, when they grown up, they are going to become policy makers <laughs> and so they are going to make decisions. Okay, to get them prepared, to get them think, I think it's good. So that's a, that's a relief that the projection says we'll, we'll have a robust colony within that time frame, and that, that creates some safety. So the 21st century ends in only 78 years. That's, the, that's where you project the off, a robust off, uh, off-world colony. That's pretty soon. Um, I yeah. won't say it's robust. I say it's possibilities, okay? Because if we elect the new president, say they cut off the budget, okay, for the scientific research, that, 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 that's done. So there's always uncertainties, yeah. okay? Yeah. I, I'm not saying robust. I'm saying based on current trend of advancement of technology, we should do that. Uh, it's possibility to do that. If, let's say, Next year, there's a global scale World War Three. Oh, then, then forget it. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the what you call the window of peril that we're in. Right? Uh, yeah, yes, so yes. Since, since, since 1945, we've had the pretty right, right, we have right. capability of destroying ourselves. Um, right, and yes. if we can, if we do that prior to any sort of colonization of other worlds, then then mm-hmm. the human species goes out of the universe. But we have colonization of other places, then there might be some survivals, some survivors of our species somewhere else. And that ends what you're calling the window of peril. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yes. I would just say that this is the part that interests me about the whole great filter discussion, right? So somewhere between inert matter and a spacefaring civilization, something seems to have eliminated space-faring civilizations because we see no evidence of them and is it is it the step from inert matter to living matter that abiogenesis or is it step to multicellular or is it the generation of intelligence and the collective intelligence and sharing or is it something that's ahead of us what is it that that prevents us from encountering space-faring civilizations around and if it's something ahead of us then we are definitely in the window of peril we're in the we're in the point of danger where uh, that may have been what eliminated the potential for other civilizations. And so that statistical inference of existential threat to my species is what is the part that interests me. Like, what can we do to reduce our existential risk, our, our risk of ceasing to, ceasing to exist? What can we do to increase our, the probability of survival of genuine human life? And... So this this paper is exploring one of those answers, which is a multiplanetary civilization as a as a getting getting our getting it so we don't have all our eggs in one basket, so to speak. Um, that's yeah. the part that interests me is what what do we do? What do we do to reduce our risk and uh, increase our probability right. of survival? Mm. Yes. Yes. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl 
who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught, Nafi gets in trouble, and the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus is out to kill them. Honolulu Hadi is a cyberpunk action-adventure novelette set in post-global warming Hawaii. To get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hati. I have some goodies in the show notes for you. A link to Jonathan Jong's paper that you can access with your mobile device and you can just tap right on it and it'll pull in the paper what are show notes show notes show up right in your podcast player or if you downloaded this mp3 from the web page go back to the web page and you will find the show notes right there this series started in episode 244 so if you're like my friend boris and you happen to miss the first episode type into your favorite web browser sci-fi thoughts.space and you will find a search box in which you could type in the episode number 244. Next episode, more Dr. Jonathan Jung. I'm interested in now talking about the model you used for the projection. So the projection that by the end of the 21st century will have an off-world colony and then even interstellar travel much further at the end of the 24th century. Right now, there's a lots of data, all the uh, in every field, in the physics, in the math, in computer science, in technology. The more information you look at it, you'll find it's true. Okay, even the AIs, okay, the speed of AI development, the IQ of those of those AIs, it point towards acceleration of technology development. Okay, our capabilities. <laughs>